Welcome to the Beyond Woman Conversations podcast, the place that inspires beautiful change. Join your host, Jacqueline Walker-Johnson, as she discusses topics spanning lifestyle, fashion, business, and so much more, all aimed at inspiring, encouraging, educating, and celebrating you, the woman. This episode is sponsored by the Fanger Law Firm. Our areas of practice are immigration, Florida family and taxes, and we can be contacted at 904-930-0039. Or you can email us at admin at fangalawfirm.com. Fanger Law Firm, fighting for your legal rights. In today's episode, you will hear from Dr. Maxine Wilson, one of our speakers at our recently concluded Increase 2022. And she will be talking with us about the power of the ask. Enjoy. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Happy Saturday. Happy New Year. Thank you for being with us this in this wonderful, wonderful Saturday. Thank you, Beyond Woman, for this platform. Thank you for this opportunity again. You know, the Beyond Woman uses the story of women to um, influence, to motivate, and to uplift other women. And I have to tell you that right now, today, I'm feeling very motivated, very uplifted. I am so reminded about so many things that I need to, you know, I have to say, Suzette, yes, got to manage my emotion. I got to see the situation for what it is. I got to always do that gut check. And I thank you for that reminder. And um, Carlene, yeah, I, you just reminded me. I have everything that I need within me to handle every situation. And I have to say, your story really reminded me of the restoration and increase and all the opportunities and the lessons that have driven me to walk intentionally and purposefully in everything that I have done. And I really, really thank you for that. Today, I am tasked with talking to you about the power of the ask. And I kind of get the feeling that I was asked to do that because I'm one of those professional beggars. You know, I, 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 I have no shame in my game. If I want something, I ask for it, no matter how impossible or how remote it might seem. And, and, and people always say, how are you going to ask for that? It really don't make any sense. But I dwell on the belief that I'm either going to get a yes or a no, and then I can determine where I'm going to go from there. And I guess I could have simply say to you, you know what? You have not because you ask not. And I could have said, that's it. And I'm going to leave it there and walk away. But that wouldn't be doing my job. So I'm going to say to you, you have not and you, because you ask not. But I'm going to ask how many of you have heard these and believe and believe it and say it and repeat it. But when it's convenient for you. And we go to the word and we say, well, if you, you ask, you will receive. And, you know, all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. And if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for. And, you know, we know that God hears us and whatever we ask, we know, you know, whatever we ask of him. And we need to have the confidence approaching God. And that when we ask, we must believe and not doubt. How many people, how many people believe that and, 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 and say that all the time? Let me just see in the chat. Tell me, yes, I believe it. I say it. I've said it over and over and over again to myself. And 
but that's related to talking to God. And we believe God going to give us, we believe for what we ask him and we believe in him. And yes, he gives. And sometimes he says no to, and sometimes he's, he's no is really a not now. But let me ask you, why don't we ask? What is the real reason why we don't ask for what we want? And, and, and yes, we'll go to God and we'll ask. And sometimes we don't even ask God either. We, 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 we beat around the bush and we figure he must know. And he already see what we're going through and we should just get it. But why don't we ask? And I will subscribe to you that one of the reasons why we don't ask is fear. And what is it that we fear? We fear the no. We fear getting the no. And we fear that no because we focus on the negative. We focus on the last time we asked and somebody told us no. We focus on how that's going to make us feel. We focus on the rejection. Oh, I can't take one more rejection. Not another person going to tell me no. Um, I, I asked and, and, and they know that I need it and I should just get it. And no, is just not in the works. And then we, we don't ask sometimes because we're conflicted. And we're conflicted because we don't know what we really want. And we don't have a good why for what we're asking for. We're just asking. Some of us asking because the neighbor got it. My friend get it. We start to speculate. How, how, well, if she can get it, I can get it. And, and, and it's more of a competition than it's a need. And it's more of a living in somebody else's lane than, 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 than walking in your own. It's infringing on somebody else's purpose because you can't figure out what your purpose is. So you're conflicted. You don't know what to ask for because you don't know what you, you're not. You can't be intentional because you haven't figured out where you're going or, or, you know, where you should be going. What is your expectation? Do you have expectations? You know, a lot of times we scroll on social media, especially now, everybody is a coach, everybody is a counselor, everybody posts something, and it sounds good, and whatever the emotional state they're in that day, it's the quote that really either take a jab at somebody else or satisfy them or, you know, so they put it up there. How many people have ever seen where they say, the secret to happiness is to have low expectations? Oh, don't expect things to happen. It's better to be surprised than disappointed. Ah, too much, too much expectation leads to sadness. Ah, you should just act without any expectation. And expectation is the root of all heartaches. But how we have never looked at the fact that we talk about we have faith and we believe and we never look at what hope really means. We never look at the positive that says, if we break it out, O-H, have only positive expectations. Why is, what is the reason we dwell on the no, but we never look for the fact that we could get that yes? Why are we so derailed by the fear of a no, but we are not empowered or encouraged by the expectation of a yes? And a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, we've been told, and, and, and ladies, especially ladies, you know, growing up, you always hear that sugar and spice and everything nice and how you should behave. And some of you are just being groomed to get to a certain age and get married and make babies. And you take on the role of, you know, 
that at home that's what you're being trained for and we were we were told you know not to speak out of turn we should be seen or not heard and we've carried that we carried that with us into our adulthood a lot of us some of us consciously some of us subconsciously we're told when we go you know into a negotiation it's like well, you have to say yes and nicely and us and ask nicely. And, and, and we're told, you know, so, so many academia have written article about how men and women speak different and, 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 and men can ask for the same thing women ask in the boardroom. And yet the man will get it and the woman won't because if a woman comes off as, you know, assertive, she's not being assertive, but she's labeled as being aggressive and if she speaks up for herself she's confrontational not persuasive and so we've take that in and we become afraid in a lot of instances to ask and we overdo thinking that well they know what i need and they'll give it to me but you know what they say closed mouth they never get fed and we allow that expectation of us to become so so i'll share something with you i have been working on a project with you know for a very long time and i've been giving support and i have been doing a lot you know in in this role and and, and i know they see my work and they talk about it all the time and how great it was and then an opportunity came and someone who was never even in the circle got the opportunity and i was so devastated I didn't ask. I just expected that I should have gotten it. And because I had put out the work, I allowed people to see me. And, you know, there are some moments when I have my best conversation with God. And so I was upset. I was all in my feelings. Yes, I, I wasn't managing my emotions correctly. I needed that gut check. So I was having a conversation with God. And, you know, in my spirit, I heard, well, complacency is the enemy of expectation and the creator of procrastination complacency is the enemy of expectation and the creator of procrastination so i made a phone call i asked my sister so what exactly does this mean and she says it means exactly what it said <laughs> i was still not handling the emotion correctly i couldn't hear the message in it and I was reading something, and it was a story about um, Alison Levine, and she, she was a team captain for the American Women's Everest Expedition, these people who climb all these mountains. And she has, cli she has climbed the, the highest peak on all seven continents and skied to both the North and South, South Pole. And she was talking about, you know, her each time she went out. And she said, you know, fear is fine. It's just a normal human emotion but complacency will kill you. She said she justified a statement by saying, while fear kept her awake, it also kept her alert. It motivated her to continue to, con to constantly survey her surroundings as she was making her way up the very big mountain. And she said, the fear is what kept me alive. So yes, we can, we, can, we can have some fear, but it's how you 
use that fear. Now, I realized I had work to do. I, I, I needed to get up. I needed to stop feeling sorry for myself because I became complacent. I had accepted some of those same stereotypes. I, I, I had accepted that somebody out there was a mind reader who should have known I needed that position. And I had accepted that I didn't really need to ask. I, it, it was a given. And, and I think to a certain degree, I became a little bit entitled in my thinking. And that made me become complacent. Complacent from the point that I didn't do the work. I didn't do the work. And that's why complacency became the enemy of my expectation. I had the expectation, but I became complacent. And in the process of becoming complacent, I, I, I procrastinated. I got delayed to get what it is I expected because I didn't do the work, I didn't ask, and now I was all in my feelings, not functioning, and not doing what I was supposed to be doing. So my question becomes, you know, what do you expect? Because your expectation will determine your outcome. And we could use, we could replace expectation with the word goal. What is your goal? What is your goal? Do you even know what your goal is? Do you even know what you're asking for? And it's funny how we didn't decide, we don't decide what the goal is. We didn't get to that part yet. We haven't decided, we don't have the expectation yet of what we want, how we want it, or how we're going to go about it, but we automatically default to the complacency of the no well i ain't gonna be bothered because i ain't gonna get the, I, they're gonna say no anyway and just as much as we can use expectation to talk us into things we use complacency and the no the fear to derail us by talking us out of things man are some of us so good at talking ourselves out of things rather than talking ourselves into things I can give you 50 reasons why something is not going to work for me before I get to the list of all the reasons why it's going to work for me. Because that's what we do. It's easier to just talk ourselves out of it than to do the work to talk ourselves into doing, into doing it. And what we've in essence done is create self-fulfilling prophecies. And a lot of us will say, oh, the power of the word. Yes, we can. It, it's so powerful to speak things into existence. And as my sister said earlier, we, we don't look at it from the other perspective that we can speak things into, existing, into existence positively but we can also speak things into existence with the negativity. And I don't know about you, but I don't want that negative energy. I don't want, I want to go as far and as high and I want everything God has for me. I want to be a, a good steward over everything he's put inside of me. So I don't want to be complacent. I want to be expectant in everything that I do. Don't be that person. Don't create self-fulfilling prophecy over 
with negativity. Speak into existence all the things. And sometimes people say, oh, you're just a big dreamer. How are you going to know that's going to happen? You can't say that. You don't know that. But I believe it. And I'm expecting it. And I'm going to walk purposefully and intentionally and do everything in my power to get it. And when I've done all I can, I'm going to rest in God to help me to the next level. Because that's what the promise is for me. You have to know where you're going in order for you to make a plan to get there. Other than that, we're just wandering in the wilderness, lost. With no plan and no hope. So there's an art to asking. There really is. Some people make it look easy. And yes, it's not an easy ask because you go through the whole process. But you have to identify. You have to identify what do you need? Do you really know what you need? What is your why? Why do you need it? Because once you can figure those things out, you can figure out the next step and the most logical approach to getting to where you need to go and how you're going to get it. And after you've figured out your whys and, and all that stuff, then you have to do work on the request. So you have to ask for exactly what you need. Don't be ambiguous. Don't beat around the bush. By this time, you shouldn't be telling yourself, oh, that's so crazy. I don't even know if I can ask for that. If you think it and you believe it, ask for it. But then you have to make sure your request is specific. You have to make sure that it's measurable. You know, a very long time, somebody says, said to me, you know, if wishes were horses, all men would ride. And I, I, I said, okay, I hear you. But I kind of understood what they were telling me in that moment. Can you imagine my saying to you, I want this. And I just say, okay, this is what I want. But I don't tell you when. And I don't tell you if it, there's a quantity or there's a timeline or there's a plan. I don't give you anything. I just say, I want this. How many of us remember, and even now as parents, we might do it. But when our parents would say, uh, do something. And we said, well, can I? And they would say, do something now. That now was definitive for us. We know we weren't going to ask, can I do it later? Can I do it next week? Can I? No. We just got told now. You have to be specific in your request. And if it's something that involves quantity or timeline or, 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 or money, when you're negotiating your salary, or benefits or perks, you got to make it measurable. Put a number to it. And if you feel your number is going to be too small, ask for more. And if you feel like they're going to say, no, ask for even more. Go as high as you can, because somewhere you're going to negotiate to get in the middle of it all. You have to make sure you tell people what you want and how you want it. People say, you teach people how to treat you. This is another situation of teaching people how to treat you. You're going to tell them what you want, how you want it, when you want it. And if they ask you a why, you're going to be specific in why you want it too. Because that's just part of negotiating. It's not about being greedy. It's anticipating that, yes, 
they may say that's that's too little and they might be quick to jump on it or they may say that's too much and they might say no but it opens the door for negotiation and then we have to talk about the power of persuasion you can't persuade somebody if you're not believing in your why if you don't know what you want and most importantly how many people have ever had a plan or seen people with a plan and they talk about their plan so much that they get so much satisfaction that talking about the plan that they never get that plan off the ground never get that venture off the ground because they didn't do the work it wasn't in the specifics of the plan it was about talking about the plan so much that they feel satisfied that they never feel like they had to go accomplish accomplish it and by the time they finish talking to everybody people pick at it shut it down rip it apart and it never gets anywhere and in the end they never get the, what they want and what they say is well i didn't get i asked and i didn't get but did you ask the right person because you can ask me for something I, I don't have it within my power to give it to you i don't i'm it's not even within my ballpark all i can do is listen and depending on who i am when you're talking to me i could probably not be managing my emotion i could probably not I'm in conflict. I could be jealous. I could be a whole lot of other things that now kill your dreams long before you even get to ask. Because I wasn't your right audience. So you have to make sure you're asking the right person. And when you ask, you have to craft carefully the language you're using to ask. It is not right that we are stereotyped as women. It is not right that we are judged long before we even walk in the door. It is not right that people have already assessed value to us that it's only their folly. It ain't got nothing to do with us. But when you walk in and when you ask for something and you are specific and it's a goal that you set and you've worked it out and you have the details and people can ask you about it and before they even finish asking the question, you can run it off why you want it, why you deserve it, or why you're asking and why you should get it. You are ready. But you can't, you know, I, I hear this all the time. People say, and especially women, I can't talk about myself because it sounds conceited. Sister, if you don't talk about yourself, who's going to talk about you? But there's a difference in how you craft your language between being conceited and between being confident. You are your brand. And nobody can ever know your brand better than you. You have to sell you. So we have to get away from that belief that we are cocky and, 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 and you know, conceited and all of that those are just words they use to control you no you are confident in who you are and you are even more confident in whose you are and when you are that confident all the way around and you have done the work you know you're wise you know what exactly you want you have you are specific about the measures and how you want it and your next steps to get it you can walk in your brand, in confidence. And if you don't define yourself, somebody else will take the opportunity to define you. Don't ever, ever let anybody define you. So you have to know you to be able to persuade somebody else to give you what it is that you want. And the other thing, 
make sure your timing is right. It's all about timing. Sometimes it's difficult to catch up with the people you want, to tell them what you want, to make the sale, to ask for what you want. But timing is everything. And someone will tell you no right off the top if it's the wrong timing. As against if you ask nicely and say, you know, in a nice way, oh, it's so nice to see you. I've been trying to get to you. Um, I have this uh, idea or I have this proposal for you. Um, can we set up a time to discuss this? And, you know, or is it okay for me to talk to you about it now? Can I tell you quickly something about it now? And then we can set up a time to talk about it later. It's always about timing. Because you get one opportunity to make the right impression. And if you go in in the inopportune time and say something, that's the one thing they remember about you. It doesn't matter how great your idea is. It doesn't matter how wonderful your why is. It doesn't matter about your expectation. It doesn't matter your, your level of confidence and how well presented you are and how wonderful you came up to them. It becomes a negative because the timing was off. So it's all about making sure your timing is right. And you have to ask believing that you will get it. You know, one trick that I use, and I don't know if it works in every situation, but it has worked for me so far. I ask a question without asking a question. I kind of tell you you're going to do this for me in an asking kind of way. But... That's because, you know, sometimes I, I work to build the relationships and then I take the opportune time to, to ask. And by that time, we already have, uh, uh, you know, there's a, there's a precursor to the story and, and, and we have that now to have that relationship where we can talk about it and we can talk about it in some such a way that I am not begging, but I am asking without it being a question. I am suggesting what I'm asking for. And at the end of it all, if you do all the work and you do all that and you still get a no, so what? We, nothing is guaranteed. And rather than look at it from the perspective of it being a hard no, maybe we need to look at it from the perspective of it being a not now or it's a situation where you need to you, you 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 need to get some learning you're in the valley moment in that moment for some learning for some lessons for you to put something together so it can be intentional and purpose driven i have to share that you know and and, and jackie the, the the beyond woman editor i mean i told her once i had to call her one day and said you know you don't know how much you've spoken to my life when i i was going through a moment when i felt like i was just in a valley moment i was I, it was a low point. I couldn't say why I felt underutilized. I felt, I felt like I was just in this period of forever rest. And as we talked in our conversation, I think without even knowing it, she said to me, have you ever think that God is just giving you a rest right now for the next season, for the next opportunity he has for you? And I guess in a moment, I never thought about it. But as I sat back and thought about it and I watched things unfold for me, I had gotten a lot of no's just before that conversation. But when I thought about it and in that moment, you know, everything else was still good, except I didn't have a lot of busy time going on. It was a moment for me to reflect. It was a moment for me 
to plan. It was a moment for me to focus on what's next. There were some things I was working on. There were some things that I needed to fix with me because I wasn't ready for the next assignment yet. And as long as I kept going and I kept demanding and I kept asking and I, I kept getting the no's, I started to take it personal rather than take it as an opportunity to fix me, to work on me for the next ask that was going to be more intentional and more aligned with my purpose. So what, what I would leave with you is to say, be prepared. Know your why. Put it all together. Be expectant. Find the right person to ask. Have a plan. Make it specific. Make it measurable. Be, be, be deliberate. Be intentional. Be focused. Forget ambiguity. And in your being expectant, do the work. Don't think that someone just being expectant saying, well, they know they're going to give it to me. Ask and you shall receive. And remember, a no is not the end. You just, in order for you to be proficient in your endeavors, you require practice. You will get that yes when it is the right yes for you. I want to thank everybody for spending some time with me. I want to thank everybody, thank the Beyond Woman, and I want to thank all the speakers here for pouring to everyone, including me today. Thank you again for joining us on this conversation podcast. And we thank Dr. Maxine Wilson for her presentation. And we hope that it was well received. We hope that you were able to glean from what was presented and that it will allow you to make changes in your lives because that is what we're all about making the necessary changes that will propel us closer to our ideal woman that woman that we have in our mind but a woman that can become the reality once again we thank the final law firm for sponsoring this podcast episode call them for all your legal needs at 904-930-0003